0: Welcome to a very special episode of Wheels on Fire. I'm Peter. I'm Cooper. And I'm Leo. In this episode, we're speaking to a very good friend of the pod, the one and only Harriet Thorpe, known to you all as Fleur from Absolutely
1: Fabulous. We caught up with Harriet for a glass of champagne and a natter, and we're so excited to share this with you. Our massive thanks go out to Harriet for being so lovely. We can't wait to see Harriet in
2: Sleepless at the Troubadour Theatre in London, which opens in September. Get your tickets at
1: sleeplessthemusical.com. Go and see the show. So let's get on with this show, a very special Wheels on Fire. Welcome, Harriet Thorpe. Darling! Hello,
2: darlings. So lovely to see you.
3: Darlings, I've just been talking to Jen. Yes. And um, and she said, oh, you look very glammy. I said, of course, darling, because I'm about to see the boys. (laughs) So how are you guys?
2: We're really, really, really good. We've just done a workout mm-hmm. at home. So feeling a little bit pumped. We've got the, We've been doing the weights this morning, so we're good. Guys, we're I find
3: all of that offensive. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> but we're going to have a drink. So. No, but I've
3: been Jane fondering at the crack. I've been great grinding the fuck out of everything. <laughs> First thing this morning. It's Fabulous. got to be done. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be done. I hate Jane bloody fonder. Yes. I know, but Dan, this is when she's really mature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we're talking staggering. little thin, plastic bump. <laughs> and that's perfect. We just need to stagger. The Staggering will
1: suit Peter today because, as usual, whenever we record Wheels on Fire, he's a little bit worse for wear.
0: Just a little bit. I, I had hear. Friend, I had a friend's birthday party yesterday, so... I'm yeah. so sorry.
3: I'm uh, so yeah,
0: sorry. I know, I know. But surviving.
3: So what's the drama today, Harriet? Well, obviously, I was doing an episode of Wonderbirds. On YouTube. And Facebook. Oh!
0: I oh. <laughs> <laughs> started early.
3: So, Harriet, for anyone yeah. who doesn't know about the Wonderbirds, the Wonderbirds is for, and I'm going to use the very gentle word of mature and experienced women. <clears throat> I'm not there yet, obviously, I'm only 35. <laughs> but it's just talking about the madness of now, how we feel, having a laugh, because what else are we doing? And that's what you guys do so brilliantly, is have a wonderful laugh. Oh, bless thank you God. so much. Because we need that now, don't we? we? N-
0: yes, exactly.
2: We don't tend to mention well, on the po- podcast about COVID or anything. We try and steer the no. best we can away we from it. We
1: try to pretend it it's doesn't not exist. not
2: <laughs> And we are in the bubble of AbFab.
3: Well, yeah. I think that's very wise. We should always yeah. be in the bubble of AbFab. We're wow. protected there. Yeah.
2: Shall we cheers to um, having you on? Cheers, darlings.
0: Cheers. Cheers.
2: cheers. Oh. Mm.
1: Mm. Fantastic, Yeah.
2: Fabulous.
3: Fantastic. So
2: with Wonderbirds, how did it all begin? Yes,
3: yes. Just doing powdery. <laughs> I know I'm not even on screen, but I need to know that I have a map finished. <laughs> well, Debbie Arnold was talking to, they were four friends, and, and came up with the idea and everyone said, yes, because what else are we doing? Because everything's shut down. It's just taken off. We've had something like two million hits, I think. Mean.
1: Wow, I know, really, really-
3: but Harriet, what surprise have we got for us today? We're about to welcome Michelle Collins into the nest, Ian H. Watkins or H from Steps, Love Island, our gorgeous Amy Hart, Mr. Paul O'Grady, Love Wire, welcome to the nest. I've got nothing on from the waist down, <laughs> but how do you guys start this? Because this is, I just came across it because I, you know, and it was. It was so blissful to hear your comments and things that one had forgotten. It was, it's just, you get it so right. It's such fun.
1: Peter and, and the two of us have discussed this. Cooper and I speak in Abfab. Be
3: right with a bit of joy. You took your little cake. Have you got it off? Quite a big tit. They do. Of course.
1: When we went back to watch it recently on Netflix, we forgot that a lot of the things we say, we thought they were our own. They're not. They're <laughs> No. <laughs> Nothing's original. No, not no 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 anymore. No. <laughs> so we said we should watch this all together and then when we did we we're like this we wanna listen to a podcast where people are talking about AVA. And there's not one. There wasn't so. one. And was. we like to do the the little video edits, the douche oh, with mint. Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> you have featured in more than one of our top little videos. I may be
3: invoicing you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, exactly. We we've been waiting for that and the cease and desist also. So we're yeah. like. Because <laughs> when we will listen to the Wonderbirds, I always say if anyone's going to say anything to make you blush or to be a bit risque, it's probably going to be Harriet. Like, do you feel like that is has always been your sort of sense of humor?
3: I love having a laugh and a joke. It's that, yeah, I hear something and it's a, like a fix. It's like you don't have a choice, you just go with it because it's it's what you understand because you guys do the same thing. It's about creativity, and we don't have a choice, we just do it. It's how we live and breathe, it's only our DNA. We should all be in a home, it's not normal. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That would be a fun home to be in.
3: Wouldn't yeah. it, darling? Think of the yeah. shows we could put on. Yeah. yeah. When's the show? Mum, it's not a show, it's a presentation.
0: That's
2: the kind of place I would like to uh, finish days. my day. Yeah.
3: <laughs> there is a theatrical mature people's home called Denville Hall. And every Christmas, most of the West End musicals in town, they do decorate your dressing room competition. Because at that point, you're doing like 11 shows a week, not the normal eight. And that everybody has a, somebody like somebody famous will come in, and or Jen came in and judged one um, wow.
1: for me. I think when I was doing
3: oh. Wicked, Victoria Wood came in to do one. You know, so kind of they, they come and judge all the dressing rooms. The one from The Low magazine is here, and I haven't finished decorating the room. So everyone has a kind of, not just doing the 11 shows a week, but you're also creating imagery. And we did, we set up Denville Hall, when I was doing Mamma Mia, we set up Denville Hall in one of the dressing rooms. And, um, we were sitting around as mature people with a paper hat on going, beginners, beginners.
2: <laughs> it reminds me a little bit of a book day at school when you had to dress your classroom yes, up sir. as a book. So a little <laughs> yes. bit like that. Yeah. But
3: I can't tell you the competition. This is a competitive theatrical you know, <laughs> performers having to decorate. The people have smoke screens. You go into, I can't tell you, it, it is brilliant. Wow. The dressing rooms are amazing. Beyond your wildest. It's like doing a Disney walk. It's fantastic. Aww. What would
1: Fleur if Fleur was a real life person? What would that look like? It would be
3: right. Very- I don't really know. Um, <laughs> uh, mysterious, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like a bit of mystery.
0: That's your word de jour. <laughs> my word de
3: jour, along with moist. Moist is my word de jour.
0: When you started Abfab back in the day. Like yeah. d- Did it feel like it was something special at the time? Did you, did you feel like it was new and exciting and that Fleur was going to be something big for you?
3: You couldn't not because yeah. it was all these amazing actresses being funny. Mm-hmm. And the reflection of our society at the time in the 80s, the avarice, the largesse, the, the competitive desire to have everything, and that was your status. Mm. And it was such a funny reflection of our extremist world, and Jennifer's wit and brilliance of creating all these diverse, amazing characters. And of course, the characters developed as you began to read them. Like, yeah. I think, as Fleur has a, a rather weak R, and then she would always write with lots of pronunciation when I, you know, have had lots of R's in it. The breasts have been blown out of all proportion. Two weeks in the Caribbean. Would you like to try Revlon's new Refreshment Spray? reactivate your skin. So, you know, it, was, it kind of gave me, you so know, that fun. started. So she then write to whatever you were giving her too. So it was it was fun, creative, hysterical. And we'd all worked together on and off for years. And, and Jen and I, of course, were drama school together. For, so we've known each other 40 years. And, um, and I'm only 35, as I've mentioned. Um, so it's a mystery. How old is she? I'm 39. <laughs> yeah, Fleur's
1: intonation of some of those R's might be quite different with full blown up 2020 lips. Who
3: <laughs> knows? I don't know. Yeah, but I that's how
1: That's how she'd be today, yeah
3: lips. So we've been blown out of all proportion.
0: Was it very much Jen's script and that was it or was there freedom to improvise and play around with it and try new things?
3: Well she's such a brilliant writer but of course yeah. everybody when they get it, you know it's endlessly tweaked and if you're rehearsing for a week, which we did then, you know we rehearsed for a week and then we'd, the I think we'd do two or three days then the crew would come in cameramen, sound etc then they'd see it and then we go and film it yeah. and we also had done pre-records and things so then it was all a lot slotted together for the night when the audience came in. So of course it's endlessly being recreated when yeah. you get on set there's little bits and nuances that you can think of and you know that's the wonderful thing really it's it is a amazing creative process because the foundations is Jennifer's brilliant writing and then you've got Joanna doing brilliant stuff when she brings breathes it to life you know.
0: That must be good having the audience there. That was an amazing
3: that, thing it yeah. is a fantastic thing because in theatre you just have the audience Often in film, of course, there's no audience. But then you are doing theatre, so you're playing the laughs of an audience that you don't acknowledge or are not connected to. So you're mixing the kind of genres, mm. which is really fascinating. And that's again, a kind of skill in itself because you have to you have to play the audience, but you also have to know you're on film. Yeah. So it's very, it's wonderful. And it was having a live audience because you know they know what they're gonna get. Mm. And the expectation is so fun and they can't, again, there's an intimacy that you have because everyone comes on and says hi first and you know, and then you say that's goodbye. Fun. So you have a kind of connection and you're, you're seeing it when people, Can you swear on this? Yeah, say what you want. So when everyone fucks up, you can go back and do it again. Which is, again, again is a secret... A wonderful thing that we all share with the audience mm. that they love because they're part of something. They're part of it. Yeah, they're part of it. It's such fun.
1: And did you see? Did you see or feel that change when at the beginning people didn't know the characters? Because we remarked once on Patsy's first entrance to silence. Yeah, we, were we were like, like that. that was weird. A <laughs> on People <laughs> will come in and everyone will cheer and be yeah. so pleased to
3: see you. Yeah,
2: people love me you
3: know? and yeah, they know who I am. Yeah. Applause. <laughs> But, of course, but that's with every, every new sort of piece. You don't, you know... Mm. And, of course, nowadays, you don't really have an audience so much, really. Well, I'm about to start doing a show, we're about to redo Sleepless, as in Sleepless in Seattle at the Troubadour, which is a 2,000-seater. We're about to start doing that now. No pressure. Buy tickets. Thank you. Um, and, <laughs> uh, and we do it for four weeks. But it's a beginning. It's right. a beginning. And for all of us in this world, whether you're theatre, film, television to start is important and, and come back to what we all know and love because isn't it throughout history we need that reflection we need whether as I've said before great tragedy throughout history we've needed a reflection of the bollocks that the world mm. talks all the time and, this is and what that's what theatre is. You know see who's in the whom me be
1: this is what we say at the end of every episode. What have we learned? Yeah. And it will happen. We'll be out somewhere and we'll be in some situation where maybe it's not the best situation. And we say, what would that character say? What would they do? And yeah, you yeah. G yourself back up and that then feeds into who you are. And that's what we say on the podcast.
3: Yeah. I totally agree. Totally agree. Now, what I'm going to do, darlings, is I'm going to take a little picture.
1: Oh, for mm. sure. Sure. Got it. Lovely. I've lovely, still
2: got lovely, lockdown lovely. hair at the moment, Harriet, so i oh. sorry for that. Well, darling,
3: uh, do you know what's ha- This, I mean, I haven't had my hair this long since I was in my 20s. I'm like, what the fuck? Hashtag Rapunzel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel very left out of this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I do my own hair.
3: Yeah, I can tell. I'm so been sweat back today. It's lovely. Is your hair on purpose?
2: So I've heard for every hour of filming at AbFab, uh, yeah, there yeah. were several hours of drinking. Was ABFAB a bit of a sesh behind the scenes? Because...
3: I think we always, uh, after the show, there was always a celebratory embalming. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because, of course, you'd finish the week and, you know, like after a live show, you always in the West End, you always go for a drink afterwards or at the end of the week, you go and, mm. you know, go to one of the bars yeah. or something and just always celebrate the your performing. Yeah. How nice. How nice. <laughs> How
2: nice. 30th anniversary of ABFAB <gasps> coming up in two years, is it? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. can't believe it. No.
3: <laughs> it's offensive and it's rude. because. It's-
2: <laughs> Are we, um, or can we expect anything to mark the occasion?
3: Do you know what? I haven't asked you, and I am i can't believe there won't be a celebratory something. I shouldn't think that, I mean, she doesn't want to do any more, I don't think, as mm. she's made plain. but um, maybe we should all get together for a little
2: soiree that would be lovely wouldn't it
3: we got two years to plan it and persuade everyone so it's non negotiable it's
2: done exactly yeah i mean they built the millennium dome in a year so <laughs> you can plan that and get that all together in a year you'd be all right
1: greater feats have been achieved in less time and with less fuss
0: and without everyone involved having a nervous breakdown and being sent flowers it cannot be
3: that difficult <laughs> Do you guys have a favourite episode?
1: This is controversial.
3: <laughs> I know, that's why I asked it.
1: Our last episode that went out of Wheels on Fire yeah. was our episode, Morocco No She Better Don't. <laughs> <laughs> which is my all-time favourite episode. Dave, it's up. brilliant.
0: I think death was the one, I think that's the one before that, death was... A Good one for me. I just think, think from, from start, start to, to finish, finish, it just cracked me up. But yeah,
3: <laughs> just that sentence is so <laughs> yeah.
0: Death cracks me up, yeah. <laughs>
3: that, me up. yeah. <laughs> that would just be an hysterical reaction. Yes, hilarious, dear.
1: Now, Harriet, we often talk about the language of Abfab that has influenced things that we say. And also, yeah, yeah. we have words in our household that when we say them out and about or amongst other friends, they have no idea what we're talking about. What are they? Well, one of our oft used words is rassy, which, yeah. you know, feel free to write it down, take it home, share it with your friends. <laughs> rassy means cheap. Yeah. Rassy. Ooh, it's rassy. like Rasi. It is actually a Swahili feeling. It comes from the word Rahisi. Peter now <laughs> says it.
0: I would definitely say Rasi.
1: You do say Rasi yeah, in front my of My friends me say it.
3: I love that. Yeah. Rassi, I'm using it now. That's him.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> in. That's brilliant. Yeah. Are
1: there any words in the Thorpe household and people would have no idea what you're talking about?
3: Yeah, I'm trying to think, actually, as a child. Well, my children, sleeping, because I have two kids, 30 and 27, again, offensive. <laughs> um, um, they say, go to sleep, darling, go to shushy, 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 shushy. shushy. And I actually thought that was a real, because my parents said it to me, and I thought it was a real word when I was about 22. <laughs> yeah. I mean, are you doing shushy? And somebody went, what?
2: Yeah. Oh my God! I say to you and to friends, I'm like, "You're going to peepees," because my mum used to say it to the dog. You see? I, yeah. <laughs> and I keep it. It's like time to go to peepees. Yeah. And it's just stuck. It's so silly. <laughs> and you say it in front of your friends. I'm not embarrassed to say it. But um, well,
1: when I met you, I thought you were asking me if I needed a wee before. Birth. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I wasn't. Yeah. That's not what I was asking. And
3: but what I'm about saying. you, darling? Have you got one?
1: Oh, who? Hey, um, what would I? Oh, it
0: might be. Oh, are you? Do you mind crudeness? No No. We, so, we, so we would always say if you were going to the toilet to do a number two It would be called a jobby <laughs> <Okay. laughs>
3: Fabulous
0: A jobby I feel like that's maybe quite Scottish Because I went to university in Scotland And I feel like my friends in Scotland would have said the same But yeah Yeah, a jobby
1: <laughs> <laughs> Now Harriet Fleur was yeah. the makeup and beauty guru within the magazine. Right. And there's no <laughs> magazine more exalted than Vogue magazine. Now, you may mm. be aware of the Vogue video series, 72 Questions. We're not <laughs> going to get to quite 72, so don't fall <laughs> off of your chair just yet. Yeah. No, but we're... <laughs>
3: You're not paying me enough, darling. <laughs> 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 or anything actually. A, but anyway, a, few, yeah.
1: a few more crates of champagne, maybe. Whitehead, smooth that one for sure. Yeah, um, that'd be fine. So, if you are game, Harriet, of thought, Here are your wheels on fire. Twenty-one questions. Name one thing you like to have with you in your dressing room.
3: Picture of my children. What is
1: one cause that's dear to your heart? Acting for others. Who makes you laugh the most? Oh, God, that's so hard. All my friends. Who has ever made you starstruck?
3: You may have heard the story before, but I went up in... My mum was a writer, as you know, and we were doing. she was doing a movie in Italy, and I went up in a lift with Fred Astaire and told him how wonderful he was in Singing in the Rain. The wrong person was Gene <laughs> Kelly. Oh, no! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was only about eight.
1: What have you learned about life from being an actor?
3: That I'm not my job, that I am enough, this is not a race... And to go where you're wanted, not where you want.
0: Good life lessons, yeah.
3: Who would you
1: cast to shoot a love scene with you? Oh. Oh. Oh.
3: Oh darling. Yeah. George Clooney. Good shooting. Yeah.
2: What's the best thing about being a social butterfly? The laughs. What's your favourite season? Summer. What was your first job?
3: Oh well when I was about 14 I went to help out at the local deli. It was the only kind of Italian deli around. And then I was a waitress at Joe Allen in 1970, blah, blah. And I also took tickets at Sadler's Wells when I was a student at Runbeck after I'd left the Royal Valley School because my tits were too big. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, quite big tits. <laughs> quite big
2: tits, yeah. Um, <laughs> who, is, <laughs> who is your style icon? Because I've seen your nasty girl posts.
3: Thank you to my wonderful daughter, Flossie, for finding me this beautiful top from ASOS, the jeggings are from m and and the shoes are from Nasty Gal. <laughs> <laughs> just the one. It's got to be Betty Davis really. Nineteen forties. Any nineteen forties, doesn't matter, you know, Citriese, Betty Davis, all of them just divine. They have that glamour and the mm. port.
1: The Betty Davis. <laughs> I like when you do a slow mo I
2: love that. I've actually got the 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 shawl you've got on today, the dressing gown. I think I've got something similar
3: to that. Dressing, yeah. Say dressing gown. How dare you? You mean the lovely, the dressing gown, you mean the elegant kimono? Kimono, that's the word. I know dressing
1: gowns, she knows nothing about fashion.
2: You know what, I lost myself for then. If I could live in a kimono and kaftan, I say this on every pod, I would live... I don't
3: do a kaftan, darling, because the tits, I can't, I can't do neckline with a kimono on top, done.
2: What's your biggest fashion mistake of all time, if you have one? No.
0: No
3: <laughs> What's your favourite era for those things?
0: Fashion-wise, I I like the the craziness of the eighties. I think just yes. that was just a bit bonkers.
3: It's interesting. the use every youth culture thinks, and we're very lucky, but they think they oh my god, we're the most crazy. And you think darling, live through the eighties. <laughs> 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 I've done more than you will ever think of. Yeah.
0: What was something that you always have with you when travelling?
3: You mean other than my phone and my passport? <laughs> Tickets, money, passport. Tickets, money, money, passport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: What was the first thing you did this morning?
3: Jane Fonda Workout.
0: If you were a rapper, what would your stage name be?
3: Hazza.
1: <laughs> Hazza in the house.
3: Go, go, go. who that Hazza.
0: What are you most excited about in life right now?
3: What's next? It's got to be always what's next. And again, it's interesting as you get older, people think, oh, you don't care. You do. You never stop caring. What's
0: something that you would still love to learn?
3: To shut down Radio Harriet, who talks bollocks to myself most of the day. What was the best thing about
0: being in a sitcom, or what is the best thing?
3: It's just about laughter, and that feeling you get, there's nothing better.
0: And what's the hardest thing about a sitcom?
3: That you have to stop doing it at some point.
0: What would you tell any young performers who feel like the industry has been turned on its head at the minute?
3: This is the beginning for young performers. Because you have an ability today with the technology that we have to do your own stuff. You don't have to wait around for some, I'm going to be offensive now, 12-year-old arsehole to give you a job. You make your own. And we have it at our fingertips, literally at our fingertips. So it's the beginning.
1: Yeah, that's good advice. And you know what? How true is that? Because rewind X number of years. How could this situation, us sitting no, here now talking to you, no. how could that have happened? This is such a coup mm. for us. To be having a glass of champagne and speaking to you right now is such a coup. And we thank you from the bottom of our hearts yeah, for joining us. So so no, I thank
3: you back because it's, this is all that matters. Communication is everything. What do you feel you get out of this, out of sharing all this time? I,
1: and I can only speak for me and then you can both answer For sure. That. So you've got to rewind back to me as an 11-year-old little boy, feeling like an outsider, having Fab. It gave me a comfort when I was stood outside the classroom with a wall of people who weren't my friends, but it gave oh, yeah. me that shield of confidence, of sass, of something I could say back to them when maybe I wasn't the most creative on my own. And that was this was really quite powerful for me as a little boy to, to have that.
2: Well, I think for me, growing up with Abfab, I'm only slightly older than these two, but I think for me, it was growing up the same kind of thing. I was trying to find an outlet or something that related to me. Also, as I got into my later teens, I would have Abfab on all the time. And then I'm... (laughs) Honestly, it was just talking to my friends about it and dissecting it. But now what we're really doing is getting into the nitty gritty of it. A lot of people just know Abfab for Bolly, darling. And that's it. And that's great. Yeah. That's fine. Because it brings the, catch phrases, yeah. the catchphrases. Yeah. But what we really wanted to do with the podcast is really delve into it and, and kind of make stories for ourselves. Because we love that. We love creating these extra bits or where, where really you, delve into the nitty gritty. Yeah,
0: I've, I've liked I mean, because like we were, we say that I, I didn't know it as well. And it's been really fun to take the time and, and watch it back and get to know it a lot better as an adult. So that's been fun. But I've, I've just loved doing the podcast because, you know, my job isn't, my day-to-day job isn't very creative. It's, you know, it's IT, blah, blah, blah. And I feel like it's it's been a good chance to, like, take some time and, you know, be a little bit more creative. And time. it is, yeah. and
3: doesn't, don't you find, because it of- it comes naturally It more than one imagined
0: it. Ha- yeah. I think we were really nervous. And even as soon as we did the first episode, we, we saw, we knew that we we'd done okay. Like, yeah, it's been good just to sort of, yeah, flex that creative. Model it's finding, but it's finding our out.
3: voice, isn't it? It's mm. finding our voice, you know, and, and, and creatively, as you say, the feel good factor from any creative thing is just, it's the best tonic. It's, mm. it's everything. It's not just a, something we're good at. It's about, that inner spark and yeah. I think that's why
1: it matters so much well we are being told there's less than a minute and it's <laughs> going to kick us off well,
3: listen I will I love you guys it's lovely just thank you so thank much you.
1: thank you we love that you engage with us thank you so much for being with us today that's thank
3: amazing.
2: you so that's much Emile yes thank you thank oh, you oh, so much and maybe we'll have you back for season four when we get there my darling I'll
3: be
2: there babes cheers so cheers cheers what a wicked
1: conversation. Can you believe that we did that? That's I can, so cool. yeah. Yeah. Bless Harriet. Bless Harriet for coming on. I thought that was a lot of fun and we look forward to having Harriet on the show in the future. Yeah, she said she'd come back for season four, so yeah.
2: we're a little bit off. You should have got
1: her in for season three.
2: Well, you know, season four, season three, tomato, yeah. tomato, Harriet, if you're listening, <laughs> we, might, we might be on the phone sooner than you think. Yeah. So, boys, we will be back in three weeks' time for our regular scheduled programming, which is poor. <laughs> season two, pure, Pur. 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 <laughs> Pur. fabulous. Oh, so. don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Wheels on So, as always, cheers, sweetie. Thanks, darling. Cheers. Thanks a lot.
3: Douching with mint is a thought.